Hello and you're welcome to the Backdoor Football Show. Uh, delighted to be joined by former Tyrone footballer Colin Kavanagh. Uh, even strange now saying former, but um, Colin, what's it like this week, I suppose, building up to the league after having retired and are you starting to miss it a bit this week? Uh, not really at this point. I think at this point we're, I'm still in that sort of... I've, I've kept myself busy over the last uh, number of weeks and, you know, I think it probably hasn't hit home as such to that, you know, I, I've hung them up and it probably won't hit home until I probably start watching some of the games again and thinking, you know, could I still be there or could I be still doing a job and that. So, um, to date, it hasn't been too bad and, you know, I say I've been able to get on with day-to-day uh, life and having two wins and stuff sort of keeps me busy. So, um, but like I say, as a... The build-up of the game start happening, and you know, um, I think uh, it may it may hit home a wee bit more. And was COVID like a huge factor, really, in your retirement? It was probably a factor in that it gave me a wee bit of time and perspective, I think, and where I was going to go in my own life. Um, you know, pre-COVID, I was working in a in a business um, as full-time employee. I was probably nearly fully fit you know I was going well and felt it was going well anyway I'd done a good pre-season with Tyrone um, and I suppose since the Covid period um, I probably I say I've had a wee bit of time to assess I obviously started my own business um, over the club league season um, and league and championship season we sort of I'd picked up a few niggles here and there my knee was getting progressively worse and um, I had to ultimately try and put an injection in place to try and sort of get the pain away and it probably didn't last anywhere near as long as it should have. So probably a combination of factors with, with COVID just sort of gave me that time to step back and sort of think, um, you know, what is the priorities here? And, you know, uh, yeah, people talk about the short season and could you not just go back for a few months and all? And um, that was in my head, but I suppose uh, that them few bits that sort of had aligned over the COVID period alongside probably not having people at the games or having very reduced capacities and, you know, not having that championship feel in summer days. Look, there's probably, uh, you know, there's numerous things that sort of came into play and um, it, it, sort of, it sort of ultimately led to a decision, albeit a tough decision, to, to, to retire. And, like, I suppose players don't really see it until you retire, like, the reaction you get, like, when you're in the middle of the season, no one's going to be praising you that much. But, like, the reaction after your retirement, what was that like? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like, um, and I suppose it probably did hit home at that point. You know, I suppose that, you know, the, you have, you, the amount of well wishes and the amount of support messages that came through and phone calls and emails, like, you know, you don't really think about that as you're when you're in that bubble and you know you're playing week in week week in week out. But you know there was a lot of messages and a lot of things written that you know you stood back and go and sort of had to go that you know that was nice. You know I never thought that person felt that way or you know even players from their own from my own county and boys that I'm playing with currently you know sent me really nice well wishes and stuff. It did like it was very sentimental. You know we sort of stood back and goes look that was, that was lovely to see and guys from other counties and stuff sent well wishes and. I suppose that's what the GA is about, that GA family. And it was nice to see that, you know, I'm sure I get plenty of abuse and boys have given me plenty of abuse over the years. But, you know, when it comes down to it, there's that sort of mutual respect uh, throughout that whole GA family. And, um, yeah, it sort of nearly, nearly brought a tear today that, you know, people, you did, you know, you did mean, you know, so much to, to people and um, and they appreciated what, you had, what, what I had done effectively over the last 13 years. So, yeah, it was, it was nice. 
And have you thought about an autobiography or anything yet? Uh, no, absolutely not. I don't think my life would be that exciting. Uh, well, maybe not, not worth telling, um, but no, no, none of that sort of stuff now have come, come my way. Um, I could probably uh, tell a, a brief few stories, but uh, I don't know. I say, well, Sean's ready to get done one and probably covers it both of us. Like, so. <laughs> and uh, you mentioned back to action earlier, like in your head, like I suppose we're getting underway this week. It's closed doors. Uh, it's winter football. Should we be having an inter-county season with everything going ahead? Look, it's... <laughs> I sort of probably I've just everyone been talking about this over the last number of weeks and months of whether it should go ahead. You know, for me personally, I, you know, I didn't see the massive attraction from it from a player's point of view. Um, basically, basically a lot to do with the uncertainty of it all. Um, you know, you're putting players through a, a mill. You know, for the last month or so there that. You know, I'm still talking to guys, obviously, regularly, and they're sitting saying, I don't know whether it's going to go ahead. And, you know, they're nearly finding it hard to motivate themselves because they're sort of saying, well, you know, you could maybe turn up here and a couple of people test positive and the whole thing be closed and delayed and postponed. And, you know, look, it, there's just a lot of things. Like, everyone wants to play football, and I totally understand that. And that's one side of it. People, you, you don't want to miss it, and you don't want to miss the season. But in my head, personally, I wouldn't have minded a write off of 2020 and fresh back and have a fresh start for 2021 and who knows i probably might have been still playing i might have i might have decided to go back for all year who knows but i think just the, there's just so much going on at the moment and i've seen some players coming out you know probably obviously a divided opinion i would imagine at this stage of whether that should go ahead or not some are going look completely scrap it some are playing saying look we, we want to have football and um look that's going to sit with each individual um i think just from a from me from trying to expose my when you get to my age, you sort of think, what's the biggest part of playing football and just creating memories of family, community and things to get there. And I wasn't going to be able to do that with nobody at the games. And, you know, and uh, that sort of didn't sit well with me personally. But whether it should go ahead or not, look, that's up for, that's up for the medical professionals in this in this country to decide. But look, uh, personally, I, you know, I, I would have been happy enough to say, look, we, 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 we can sort of park this and bring it back in 2020. Well, 2021, but at the same time, I don't think COVID's going away either. So it's it's look, it's, it's not an easy decision for anyone to make. Yeah, and you mentioned there's negative. We've seen Fermanagh already positive cases, Irma positive cases. Like if if teams do start getting them uh, like COVID within their camps, it's really going to mess it up. But I suppose there's not going to be that much of a break either for the following season. Well, no, there's not, and I suppose that's that's uh, nearly. And uh, I spoke around COVID. Like I was talking to a few guys around COVID as, as such in general and what the last 12, 13 weeks of that whole lockdown was like. And I sort of said, look, from a football perspective, it was nearly a breath of, breath of fresh air where you were able to, you weren't in that sort of pressurised bubble of, you know, running here and there and uh, and sort of give you a bit of time to sit back and relax. And I think over my 13 years of playing football, that was the longest break I've ever had from a, you know, from a sporting point of view. And it was actually nice. It was actually sort of, you know, good. So, you know, if you're putting people in the full-on championship now, albeit knockout, and then starting back up again, and you know, very in the new year, like again, it doesn't give boys much of a break. Probably an increased risk for injuries, and um, I think just mentally, I think it wouldn't be nice just to throw them back in. So there's obviously that sort of call for split seasons and cl club and county and all that piece. So look, I think the GA need to, you know, 
sit down and really look at a plan here as, as best as possible and try and plan it out for next year, you know, thinking and thinking about 2021 as well. Yeah, and I suppose, like, how do you reflect on your career, I suppose? The negative, I suppose, you'd have from 2015 to 2019 uh, in quarterfinals, semifinals, got to the final, uh, obviously, against Dublin in 2018, but is the real downside not having an All-Ireland within that period? At the time, I would have said, yeah, uh, at the time, like during them years, like there was massive disappointment in the county. You know, there were so much expectations within our own camp and probably within the county that we were going to, that we could win All-Ireland. We, we felt that we had the players to do it and we felt that we had the team to do it and um, it never materialised. So like, yeah, it's, a dis- it's definitely at the time, I would have said, a very disappointing point in my career. And I suppose I was sort of hoping to sign off and I'd been talking about it from I was probably 30 years of age, I'm now 33. So, I've sort of been talking about going, I'd love to just sign off my career with a win of an All-Ireland because obviously in a way, whenever I just joined in, 07, joined in 07, you know, we won one. So it would be nice to sign off on a on a high. But um, as for the other flip side of that is that when as you get to my age, you, you think that winning is, in reality, when you're in that bubble, winning's everything. Whenever you sort of step to the side a wee bit, and I'm looking at it, and even last year and the year before, like winning was very important, but, you know, I suppose was looking more so of the sentimental piece of, you know, having my kids on on Croke Park and, you know, just having that whole community piece and what the G, sort of nearly bringing it back to what the GA is about. Um, you know, you do get sort of absorbed in the win, 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 and, you know, training and strength conditioning and just everything involves around football and winning and stuff. And sometimes you think you forget to step back to actually enjoy it. And I don't think I did. I think for the last five, six years of my career, I never enjoyed football really because I was just, I was in a complete mindset, a driven mindset to win something. Um, but sort of stepping away now, I can sort of, uh, I can sort of reflect on things and say, look, it, it was disappointing, yeah, but ultimately, you know, winning all Ireland like, isn't probably everything. Yeah, and you mentioned they're not enjoying it but like do you think over lockdown a lot of players get to enjoy football a lot more because they just went back to the basics 100 percent, yeah um i went back to my club well, obviously went back to your club for that period of time whenever the club started back up and yeah look i think you i think it's more of just being in a relaxed environment and enjoying and just going back to sort of your roots and you know i think being able to focus on one one thing at a time and one team at a time is very important for both physical and mental well-being. Um, I really enjoyed it, albeit I've struggled probably from a fitness point of view in my, my club season. Um, but I really enjoyed that sort of just total mindset on my club and having the club lads day in, day out. And, you know, there was no, you know, there's no juggling. And Colin, just even talking about um, the semi-final in 2017 against Dublin, um, Probably one of your most impressive seasons, really. Uh, I think you only conceded a goal in the championship, but to get that setback against Dublin that day, um, I'd say that was a tough one to take. Yeah, it was. Um, it was look, we, it was tough to take in that you know again building up into a game like that. We we felt that we were in a really good position. We felt that we had the plan set in place to take down Dublin and you know as probably most teams do and haven't been able to achieve but you know really in that game I remember vividly thinking Dublin right we're going to take them here you know we have you know we played well up to that point and we had sort of 
styles of play, systems, whatever you want. You know, we had everything with the players. Um, but look, we, we, we got a shock, a shock, obviously. And, you know, I think the whenever Dublin sort of took over that game, we just we just didn't respond and didn't know how to respond. We're nearly, you know, I've said that once they got ahead, we, you know, it looked very, very clear that we weren't going to come back into the game because we, we didn't really have a second, again, sort of a, again, backup plan as such. So, um, but yeah, look, it was a tough one to take, you know, because I think, I said, just because you were going in that game with so much energy and thinking, look, we are in a really good place to do it. And I remember just thinking that, like more so than any other years, that look, we, I know we can do this. And look, whenever you, do, you go in that mindset and you lose, yeah, it's all hard to take. So always, you always reflect back to sort of say, what, what, what went wrong there? Why did we not, why did we not get over the line? Like, so, yeah, but that's, that's unfortunately, that's the sport and that's the beauty of it. And would you feel like you usually progress as a team from being defeated that day? In terms of coming, becoming a better team after that? Yeah, becoming a better team and having a plan B. I think we did. I think that was probably one of the one of the games that we did look back and you know remember chatting to players about it and we sort of felt that you know we just didn't. When it, like up to that point, I think in seventeen we had led all the games. We were comfortable. We were managing. We knew how to manage a game well when we we're in front. Um, I don't think we're behind really in it. I need to go back to the game. Don't think we're behind in too many of the games if if any. Coming into the latter stages or even early on, and I think whenever we, uh, I think whenever we just you know went behind that day and the game was sort of going away from us, we just we couldn't adapt, we couldn't sort of change. So I think after that, we you know we did sit down and we did try and sort of put in other uh, contingency plans, call it you know where you're you know and that's the way the game is, and I think that's why Dublin have been so good over the last number of years. You know if they're if they're in front, they know how to manage the game. If they're, if they're not, if they're losing, they know how to. Get back in, shut shut up house, and try and consolidate. You know, the have doing that in play and doing that live in a, a in a game is the hardest thing to do because it's okay getting into half time and changing things up. But I, I think Dublin's biggest strength is that they can do that. You know, they recognise whenever their things are going well or going bad, and they sort of change accordingly. So um, I think we tried to do that then after after that seventeen game. Where we tried to actually start going right, we need to we need to look at different options and avenues to go down here, depending on where we're sitting in the, in the game, you know. Yeah, in eighteen, you got back, uh, met Dublin in the final. Huge credit has to be taken, like to be hammered in the semi and to get back to the final. And it probably feels hugely disappointed because you left a lot of scores behind you. People have forget that and said first half that day. Yeah, look, I think we we're five one up in that game, and uh, I. Do believe a couple of lads went up, a couple of younger lads went up the field and took shots from probably positions where they shouldn't have been shooting from. So I look back to that moment early on in the game where we were five one up, we were controlling the game. You know, we were cutting through Dublin, and we I think we kicked two or three either wide or short in that short space of time. You know, had we managed that first that 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 ten minute period. In my head, better whether it was getting a score or whether it was stuttering the ball back around and sort of just retaining possession and keeping a four-point lead. I think that game would have been a lot closer. Um, but look, we were we did have young lads on that team, and look, uh, you know, I remember the second half that one. What if? What if? What if? Because you know that it just it would have took very very little to keep our noses right in front. Um, but look, Dublin did what the Dublin do, and they, they got. 
the goal and got on top of us after that. And again, when they got the win, they were ruthless and got on top of us. And again, we we failed to probably come back into the game. But we at least the only saving grace at that point was that we did, I think, try and come back out at them and try and actually, part, you know, when they got in front, try and actually go after them a wee bit. But ultimately, cost probably more scores. And then people always say that you can only really be safe at a certain point. You have to go and try and, when you're behind, you have to go and attack it. And, I think we did try and do that to a certain degree, but it, it ultimately, ultimately just, just didn't work and we fell short, you know? Yeah, and last year, obviously, semi-final against Kerry, a terrific game of football, a shootout, really. A great game to be involved in, but obviously not a great result. Probably the probably the worst. Probably the one that's probably sets the worst with me. Um, given that we were, such a, again, such a strong position at half-time, um, I, uh, I just remember coming in at half time, chatting to a couple of the boys and saying, Look, if we can hold Kerry for the next 10 minutes here and sort of nearly consolidate, you know, in my head, getting boys back and doing what you want to do best and maybe playing the counter for the next 10 minutes of, of the second half would have been my ideal choice because we were in front, they were struggling to break us down. You know, they had to chase the game, but. We, we probably didn't do that. We probably tried to go after them again and started started the second half and ultimately got hit um, with a goal of Stephen O'Brien and uh, Fielder scores and then again that, that 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 left the game wide open at that point. So like that one in my head has probably been the one that I sort of find it hardest to get over because it won it again, but like in the final the final were well beaten while I felt against Kerry that after half time if we had a sort of held our ship a wee bit and sort of Try to you know literally stay in front for for ten minutes and then go after Kerry for the you know for the remaining of the game. I think we would have got there, but you know we didn't do that and we went to go and attack them and you know we're hit for scores again. So look, that's that's, that's a, a lot of good games of football and you know I always look back and and, and uh, on it and you can say if some if if and what and could have done this better could have done that better like but. You do what you think's best at the time, and you know I say it's very easy for me to analyze now. Uh, but you, you do you go back through the games and you look at the you look at the final moments and you know what could you have done better because ultimately that's how you learn for the next day. And what would have been your favorite game as a Tyrone player to be involved in? Like probably one of the most recent ones is probably that sixteen game against Donegal. Like I think uh, you know I, I I've been involved obviously in most seven where. Throne where um the you know when they're in, in in their peak and there's a lot of great players and we were winning Ulster titles and like it was sort of Ulster title who cares you know Throne fans became become to expect that they were needed to win all rounds to celebrate like and then you know after that few years Throne won didn't win any Ulster titles and things went downhill Donegal and Monaghan the fact that he took over for a few years and they were the close the powerhouses in Ulster. And Tyrone, we, we still thought that we were, you know, there and thereabouts, but we didn't have the, the silverware, you know, for those titles. So I think that game in 16, I just remember it being a nice day. And I just remember it being a real battle. It was like, you know, score for score. And, you know, there wasn't an inch given like, um, that day in Clonus. And I think winning, you know, it ultimately came down a couple of bits of magic, I think, from Sean and Petey Hart. That maybe got us over the line in the end. But, you know, it wasn't a high-scoring game, but it was just, you know, it was just so much... Pressure, I think, and there's so much. Uh, there's a lot of tactics in play, and you know, look, it might be the best game to watch from a from a neutral point of view. But I, I just really enjoyed that game, and probably the other one was probably again the Donny Law one back up in Bali Buffet because we hadn't won. Uh, we hadn't won a game in Bali Buffet 
<laughs> I don't know when or that. Like we we beat them in the Super Eights that day. And that, that game was a fantastic game to play in because they led for long periods that game, and you know we come back in it. Um, but again, uh, ironically, be two Donny Wally games, you know, given the given the rivalry over the years, like. But uh, the uh, you know we hadn't won in Bali before. Like every time we went up there, we lost. Championship game, lost. Wet days, bad weather, we ended up losing. So took a wee bit of pride in that one, and obviously the sixteen Ulster final again was a was a nice one to to pick up. And is it true your role between a sweeper? Uh, it's often talked about. That was actually your own decision to go and play there, was it? I've been asked this a few times, and I probably have contradicted myself possibly at times. But from memory, I genuinely think that myself and Sean were in midfield at a period of time over 10, 11, 12. I can't remember. And yeah, literally, obviously, one of us had to be more defensive. And I think I, you know, at that around that time, maybe it's sort of I like a, a sort of scene that I sort of went back in and tried to help because it was work as, as nearly class as a working half forward at one point. So it was going back into defence and. So I sort of made between myself and John said, right, you Sean, you can be the more traditional attacking midfielder, and I go back in the defend, and it sort of it sort of evolved from there. Like I never sat down, I never sat down with Mickey and said, here, you know, we work on this, and this is where you're going to be. You know, it was nearly a trial, and then to go back in, and you know, and then it just evolved, it just happened, and then more and more, I, I kept doing it, and then one day, probably on a tactics board or on a thing, Mickey goes, right, Colin, you just do what you do and run back in the. And then cover the day and stuff like and it, it, like we not not until probably recent times the last couple of years where we actually sort of would have worked on it in training. What like up to that point, like there was like it was just you know that's what you do and uh, it sort of was organically growing and such. Um, but like, I, I can't say it was my decision ultimately because you know obviously Mickey had an input of where the team was set up, but. You know, it's, it's not, we didn't sit down in one-to-one -one meetings or anything to sort of discuss it and think that this was going to be a good role for me. It just was nearly right. We'll try this out, and if you're good at it, you can stick with it. Like, and we did. You know, thankfully, it sort of worked out okay. But you found it hard, like, to, ba to balance between midfield and going to sweeper. It, it was probably unorthodox. It was a wee bit strange, probably um, at, at first. You know, um, but once I probably got a wee bit of a, just got a bit of a run of it, it, it sort of becomes second nature and nearly that it sort of, this is found somewhere where it's found something that I've sort of enjoyed. And, um, but I did say over the last few weeks that it had nearly hindered me the other way, where I was sort of so focused on going back into defence and sort of stopping, stopping goals and that, that sort of nearly hindered me going forward and like not that I'm a prolific forward but I, I did grow up as a minor as a full forward and I always played forward on my life like so you know it sort of did sort of change the way I was going to play football you know and probably has up to now. Yeah and I've seen you got a few runs of full forward towards the edge of the end of games uh, they bring you in around the square. Do you regret as a player never getting the feature for Tyrone at the edge of the square? Well, you're actually incorrect because I actually did feature in 07 in the championship at full forward, albeit I think it was two games that lasted, but no, I don't at all know. Look, I came from a minor team, a Tyrone minor team that obviously suited me playing there. And, you know, obviously whenever I came into the seniors, it, it didn't work out for the first few years of me as a forward. And, you know, whether it was injuries or just not performing to where it should have been. Um, no, I, like, I, I, I do, I think I did find my calling as such. I, I enjoyed, I 
up in Irish, still enjoy defending, still enjoy tackling, and still enjoy trying to stop goals. Take a lot more pride out of that than actually, like, if we go up and kick a point, it's just I'll run back here. Like, I don't really, you know, so it's horses for courses. And yeah, I think I find something that I just enjoy. And Bernard Brogan was talking during the week about mental advantages Dublin have taken over the last few years, mindfulness, yoga. Would you have done stuff like that to gain that mental edge leading up to games for Tyro? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, maybe some of the boys, but definitely wasn't something that we rolled out in any stress, any such like. Um, I suppose I find it difficult enough probably getting in the, the, the training, the strength conditioning work and whatever else, like never mind throwing yogas and whatever else on top of it. Like, uh, uh, I suppose that, that is probably where Dublin probably have, they've went that extra mile in certain things. Um, I, I do believe they had a basketball coach in for years and I do think that they, he would have added serious value just around their styles and systems of plays and all that piece and then you're talking there about that, them other bits. But, it is hard to find uh, find find the time to, to be able to get all that stuff in, um, but they've obviously made good use of it. It's clear to be seen. And would you, would you see a lot of teams adopting maybe basketball coaches in the next few years? I would. Well, I'm a big advocate of basketball and I play it, so uh, I I genuinely believe there's, there's plenty of transferable sort of skills and methods uh, that can be deployed in football, not not to take away too much from the rawness and uh, of, of Gaelic like, but I think at the county level, I, I think you will. I think you'll see some some types of step, like some types of teams bringing in types of basketball coaches because there is like certain body positions and, and let's just like from a defensive point of view, you know, they're bringing the coach in your body position and how to tackle properly. In terms of obviously in basketball you can't you can only strip the ball, you can't actually um, you know, have physical contact, it's non-contact sport. So, you know, and I do remember playing Dublin and Oma, um, I think it was, in one of the Super 8 games. I just remember running down the centre, and I can't remember which Dublin defender it was, but the way he sort of turned his body and nearly invited me in that position where I thought it oh, was great to have and he, he, the reason why he turned his body was so he could get the proper tackle. And I remember the second half of that game going, that's 100% basketball coach has taught them that because we were taught that how to, how to shepherd somebody where you want them to go and get in and get the tackle in and get the ball away. Um, so I, I do, uh, whether they do or not, I don't know, but I would be a, a, a fan of, especially from a defensive tackling point of view and setting up certain plays and things you got there. It's, I think there's wee bits there that can be sort of trans, transferred into the game, which, you know, Gaelic probably doesn't have at this stage. Yeah, and you mentioned there the strength and conditioning, like, is that work such a slog coming back at the start of the year, trying to get it all done before preseason? Well, strength conditioning is all year round, like so. Like it's something I, it's something I enjoy doing to a certain degree. Um, you know, like we were going to one point in my career where we were going like four nights I think a week maybe. So we were maybe an Oma on a Monday night doing our gym work. You were training on a Tuesday, home on a Wednesday for your gym work and training on a Thursday. So like, you know, that, that was probably the more difficult piece, not the, the actual gym work itself. It was more the schedule where you're traveling 50 minutes. You're traveling two hours guts every night um, to go to do something. And it, it, in my head, it wasn't really beneficial because you were sitting in a car, stuffed in a car for two hours. It wouldn't be good for your recovery or your uh, that. But uh, I, what the standard is a big part of it, but I think now people need to realize that 
think people are nearly too engrossed in the Christianity movement. Um, I think that people need to find the balance between S and C and skill work and football because like, there's plenty of boys out there that can push you and are strong in the bench press and can squat or whatever like, but you know, you, you kick that kick a hard ball at them, they can't they can't hit the first touch is shocking like so you know, I think there's a balance to be had there, and a lot of lads are focusing too much probably on the S and C at the minute, club and county level. Um, and even myself probably for the last number of years, you know, I definitely didn't do anywhere near the amount of skill work that I should have been doing. Um, outside of play, outside of training. So, um, I think people just need to sort of watch that going forward. And do you think now with lockdown and it was obviously gym work being done through Zoom? Do you think that's something that could be adopted in the county? Doing it over Zoom. Yeah. No, no, not at all. I'm a big, the, the other flip side is that I'm, I'm a big believer in team and trying to build culture. And uh, I think the gym is a perfect environment, a perfect relaxed environment for where boys can have a bit of banter. Uh, it drives competitiveness too. So if I'm lifting up with Matty Donnelly or something or some of these guys, you want to try and push yourself on um, while it's too easy when you're doing it at home or when you're doing it even in your club to a certain degree, where you might, might have lads who are at the same level as you. It's too easy not to, not to push yourself. So I think from a, a, a physical development point of view, the counties need to be doing it together, um, whether in pods, I don't know how it's going to work with COVID, but, uh, but even from a banter point of view, getting to know like the younger boys, so like, obviously I was the oldest for that, for that throwing pound for a couple of years there, Trying to even get the no lads that are just coming in here for 19 years of age, like, and you know, trying to just sort of chat them because you don't really get that opportunity when you're training because you're maybe landing at seven o'clock, you're straight out doing your warm ups and you're out in training and you're out your way for your food, and there's no real time to interact as such. And I think that was one of the other big parts that I sort of missed that probably when I got older, I probably didn't socialize as much with the lads and you know, give them the timings, but. Um, from the SNC point of view, definitely they need to be doing it together, like, or in some sort of pod group. So. And as players, like, how, how do you deal with being this name tag of overly defensive uh, with the pundits uh, across the media? Look, again, we were we love to play the bad guys, like, we love to play the own being the, the negative team and defensive team, but I think when you any of the decent sort of journalists and pundits that we're looking at it sort of objectively, we're sort of saying, right, okay, we get men behind the ball. But like definitely the last number of years, we put up massive scores as well. Like so like the county scene as such isn't it's not always pretty to look at. And I, I, get, I, I totally get that. The football probably side of it has like hurdles took over in the enjoyment side of things, I think, from from people watching and everybody will tell you. I think the, the thing we get at the minute is just it's so tactical and there's so many systems being played and you know it's it's a game of chess maybe almost so uh, i think yeah like we were probably branded the the villains of you know run back in the defense and use your negative but when you look at the other teams as well like there's plenty of other teams that doubled on it in 17 against us when we went five one up they would get men remember watching players after all and after they beat us and they they ran straight back when we went was like they ran straight back and all their men behind the ball and they just looked nicer maybe going forward in people's eyes but look it didn't sit i didn't really read much into it like people had their own opinion but we definitely yeah there was probably a period in the early 12 13 14 15 i don't know and then sort of periods where yeah we were probably very that's all we knew very ultra defensive 
but we did try and like over the years we developed and tried to work on and tried to become more attacking we tried to improve like every team tries to improve every year and change i think the only thing that we probably didn't do was that we reverted back at times to being defensive where you know we tried to maybe expand out a wee bit and then maybe we could beat the championship game and then we reverted back to what we knew best and what we were good at maybe that counter-attacking football so um it was a, it was a tough one i think because um we didn't probably stick with the adjustments we, we probably went trying to go too much in the from one direction to the other in terms of going back and we were normally a counter-attacking defensive side and then we went right you know what we're going to go man for man here and try and go attacking and then i think had we maybe found a balance in the middle we might have got there a wee bit quicker but i think the lads you know and mickey and everyone else are, they've been working on that for a few years like and i, I do expect when they resume um that they'll that they'll picked picked that up even further and you know went that one stage further and i think that's why i ultimately believe that the lads will be in a good shape and not be far away this year and um, how tough do you think is it to get the balance like the transition from defense to attack right it's probably it's the, the thing about it is i think every team has i think the best teams have it have both in their in their armory like i think you know again dublin can play defensive and dublin want to play defensive and it's been highlighted many times like when they want to go defensive they can be ultra defensive and be very good at it. but ultimately when they want and they need to attack we've seen it last year as well when they needed to hunt the ball down when they needed you know seen them against uh, against Kerry last year when they needed to go and get the ball they knew how to do it and they've done it very well and like i can't remember like a couple of turnovers in right up in Kerry's defense or up around the midfield area you know where they were putting serious heat on and boys were working so i think that's why i say ultimately that's why the, the top teams need to be able to do both they need to be they need to know when to go back and defend and they need to know also whenever we need to hunt the ball down trying to score we can do that from from high as up from as high up as possible um and then i think that having a, it, it is tough it's not easy to throw been trying to do it i'm sure kerry's been trying to do it um and that's why sometimes the, the football club now is pretty to watch because you're nearly you think these, these robots are running back in the defensive systems again like you, you're trying to find that balance and approach to try and get to over the line but um it's, it's, it's not a, it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of uh, work off the field as well yeah and i suppose Looking ahead to this knockout game against Donegal, a mouthwatering game. Uh, obviously, it was a big look to lose, and uh, Colin McShane looks like he'll be out. But how much of a positive is it to get Conor McKenna back within the seven? That's massive. massive. Um, you know, he is a fantastic footballer and always has been. Uh, look, he's an absolute athlete. Like, like there's no doubt in that. Like, is some of the things he can actually do. Um, it's crazy, um, and I do think people have talked about him giving him time to bed back in. Look, I don't probably agree with that. I do agree with it to a certain extent, but like this, this is a lad that's came home the last number of years and played for his club, and we've played against his club, and he's caused us serious problems. Um, one, like, I think it was a couple of years ago, we were like nine points up against them, and he he came in and destroyed us the last 10 minutes like so when you have a weapon like that i think you'd be silly not to you know how they use them you know is, is, is going to be key because you know whether you start him and take him off or whether you bring him into a game um and where does he play you know there's so many unknowns with him i think people can't expect too much from him but at the same time me personally i think he's look, he's, he's a massive boost to that team 
Yeah, like other players back this year as well, Mark Bradley, Ron O'Neill. Like, do you think the player around that age category will really feel that they haven't fulfilled their potential yet in Intercounty? Yeah, well, like I suppose you're looking individually. Mark obviously went away for a year and uh, stepped back in and great, great year with his club and, like, you know, had obviously played a lot of big days, so a lot of experience there. We Roni probably hasn't hit the heights that people have expected of him, but, like, like an absolute fantastic lad and fantastic talent. So, like, I, I think, you know, you know, if, if he can have, uh, like, you know, an honest day and can, can do serious damage and can win a game for Toronto, like, so... It's probably harsh to say they haven't fulfilled their potential. You know, a lot of reasons coming back and forward of why you know guys do succeed and not like if Throne had a one in All Ireland, there probably wouldn't be too much said. Like, but I think it's just because Throne haven't won anything in terms of an All Ireland series, and it's it's a weight that people talk about not fulfilling potentials. But uh, look, it's just I just know there's a serious crop of players there, and I think that you know there is them lads that you mentioned could could change the game and could win a game ultimately for Toronto on their day. So look like, I'm hoping I'm hoping that's that uh, looking forward to to, to Donny Law that they can they can sort of as you as you call it live up to their potential. And ball game, how how do you think that's gonna go? The Donny Law game? Yeah. Throne win by five. <laughs> no, look it's gonna be it's gonna be uh luckily it's gonna be a great game. I think Depending on conditions, like body be fair to be honest, let's, let's be honest. Like when it's wet and windy and bad, uh, it's not a, it's not the great, great greatest place to be because I've been there many times and been on the losing end many times. Um, I would like to see a nice, hopefully crisp, dry day um, up there. And some I do believe both teams will be capable of putting on a you know a good game of football. And again, hopefully, I think Donny Wall to a certain degree as well. I've, I've sort of learned over the years that. They definitely have that they're trying to be more attacking as well and they're trying to find that right balance a bit like Toronto in, in, in a way trying to find that right balance of from defense to attack and to try and sort of get them propel them to where they need to be so i do think that it's going to be i think the first half will be very cagey i think there'll be, there'll be a lot of sizing up but uh i'm hoping i'm saying i'm hoping for more uh, a nice dry game of football and i think that uh i don't think there'll be much in it i think it'll be i think it'll be a tight game and be one probably on a and a couple of pieces of magic, um, maybe somebody scoring a goal or whatever. You know, a goal is a massive game in, in, in that type of environment and that type of game. So uh, I think either a mistake or a couple of bits of magic could, could decide it. And you played with your brother Sean for Ty- Tyrone. How special was that? At the time, it didn't really care, to be totally honest. Uh, like, I remember in 08, when the Ireland and I ended up lifting the trophy and just walked on like and Sean called me back and we got the photograph and like that photograph still sits in Mummy's house and you know it's actually one that comes up quite often obviously. Um, and then even like, even more recent times winning things with him and having his kids uh, you know up and up whenever he was captain and stuff together. Like looking back it was nice look at the time didn't think too much of it, you know. You play your game, and you're again back to your so engrossed in the in the winning. Um, you know, we think about all the other bits of, of, of it, but look at like we look, we will look back fondly over games, and then maybe someday that we will go through our archives and look look at a few games that we played that we played together and maybe done well on. And look, to share a feeling your brother playing at the highest level of intercounty football is is nice, like and. Um, but again, we, we probably even at this stage haven't really. It's not something that we talk about. It's not something that we um, 
will bring up, but I think maybe years down the line, whenever we're showing our, our, our own 